0: so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Oh, man! I love that every
1: time. I know, I get pumped every time I see it, it's so legit. It's so cool,
0: like your, your heart starts racing, it starts pumping. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, right before the live starts, there's like a, a 30 second countdown that happens in the back end. And it's like, plays this pump up music and it gets you all excited and you see the clock ticking down. So um, again, Eric uh, and team, everybody on the, the VACI marketing side, comm side, thank you for um, helping us out in the background today. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. Um, welcome to my man, Terrell Morell, Navy disabled veteran, uh, huge fan of the Baltimore Ravens. Sorry about Monday night. I get it though. Those chiefs are good. And, um, he is our brand spanking new director of education and training. Super proud of, of him and, uh, everything that he's done to put himself in that position and, uh, welcome, welcome Terrell to, uh, to the executive leadership team, man. I I wouldn't wanna do this with anybody else for sure in that role, and so thank you. He's also a former uh, veteran claim expert and veteran master coach. He's also a former client. And one of the things I really love about Terrell, in addition to his story, right, which I'll talk about just for a second, just who he is as as a person. He's all heart, um, all heart and all hustle, which is what we look for here at VA Claims Insider. And his personal story is for any for any of y'all, right, fellow insiders, fellow veterans who are hearing my voice right now live on Facebook. If you're watching the recording uh, on YouTube, welcome to you as well. Um, Terrell started his journey with VA claims insider probably very similar to y'all hearing my voice right now or seeing me. He knew that he had a valid disability compensation claim. He knew that he deserved veteran benefits. He just didn't really know how to do that. And he was a busy guy and, and he needed some help, right? And he ended up connecting with me through an Instagram ad, uh, you know, three and a half years ago. And, and the rest is history. I mean, the guy comes in, he's just, he's got an awesome story of perseverance through adversity and a never, Quit attitude. I mean, Terrell, I, if you don't mind, be, before yeah. we welcome everybody, can you just share the timeline of everything that you've gone through um, in a nutshell? Because I think it's important for anyone who's, you know, kind of thinking like, well, the VA just hates me, or I've already been denied twice, or I gave up because it was too hard and didn't know what to do. Can you just share some? you know, light at the end of the tunnel here for folks?
1: Absolutely. Um, appreciate that intro, B. Thank you so much. Uh, so uh, like B said, I'm a 14-year naval veteran. I served from 1998 to 2012, uh, separated from service, and uh, went to a tax class. They loaded me up with a bunch of uh, PowerPoint slides, tried to explain the, the VA to me. It was like a crash course and everything that I needed to know uh, about the VA. And they did it all in about an hour and a half session. So we all walked out of there we were like, oh, that was useless and, and didn't really uh, garner anything from it. Um, I was helping a gentleman who used to help veterans with the vote <laughs> rehab program. And uh, he said, hey, T." You need to file for your own VA disability claim. But that was the extent of what he said to me. Uh, so yeah. one day I mustered up the carriage, I logged in, registered in eBenefits and started clicking away and said, yeah, I suffer from this. I suffer from that. Yeah, I have all these things uh, going on. Uh, but more importantly, it was my migraines that I suffered with mightily when I was in service. Um, so I fired off that claim. I didn't support no medical documentation, no nexus statements, no nothing. I just click submit. Uh, The VA was moving historically slow back then. Two and a half years later, I finally got the letter in the mail and said, you've been denied everything. And like most veterans, I'm like, what? They gave me no help whatsoever. No CMP exams, no one reached out to me, nothing. Uh, They just told me they couldn't find my my in-treatment service records uh, and any further attempts to do so would be futile. Those are the words they specifically use on that letter. Uh, So I was frustrated, angry, upset, and pissed. Um, And I said, I'm going to educate myself in this process. Uh, So I started my Google search, went to my Instagram page, and there was a webinar from Mr. Brian Reese. Uh, Watched the video, and I said, hey, what do I have to lose? Uh, This guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about let me get involved. That was in the spring of 2017. Uh, So I became a member of VA claims inside of that spring. Uh, In June, uh, Mr. Brian Reese had an amazing idea to start a program where we literally help veterans uh, and educate them through the VA claims process and we call it the elite program. Uh, I raised my hand. Uh, I was about the fifth November. or sixth person chosen in, the, in that beta testing and program. And I was assigned uh, a coach, and we started getting to work. I uh, started gathering my medical evidence, started putting uh, personal statements together. And uh, I fired off my first claim that September, and it came back in November. Um, I just knew that I was probably going to be in the 60, 70% range. And guess what? It came back 10%. Uh, and I would do like a lot of people would do. I quit. Right. It was so easy to give up at that time because I was so disappointed again. Right. So first disappointment. Got it. Now I educated myself. I understand what's going on. Submitted a claim. Didn't come back. Uh, Mm -hmm. I talked to my coach a lot. Right. We we, he is like my brother today. Uh, Shout out to Rick. Uh, Love him to death. And, um, you know, he let me go through that pain. Uh, We got through the holidays He wish me Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, all that good stuff. January came around. He said, hey T, you ready to get back on that horse? Um, Mm -hmm. I did a lot of soul searching with that, but then I came to the epiphany that this is not my fault. I know that I should be service connected for a lot of things on the list that I was treated for in service that I was currently being treated for right now. Um, and I, I educated myself through this program at VA claims insider. Uh, so we submitted some notice of disagreements at the time. Those were still, uh, available to us, uh, and then submitted some more claims. Uh, that took another seven months and uh, in July of 2018, I went to 60%, uh, Consequently, a month after that, Brian Reese reached out and said, hey, we got some uh, spots open for some people who want to as veterans. And I knew that that was my true calling at that point. I'm a chef by trade. I have been feeding people professionally since I was 13 years old. And I feel like this was uh, my second calling in life. Uh, so uh, August 13th of 2018, I became a member of VA Claims Insider uh, on the the working side, helping veterans. I did it on a very part-time basis uh, as I was still processing and working my own claims. So I went from 60 to 80 uh, that November, and then I went from 80 to 90 the following April. Uh, That same day, April 26th, I decided that uh, I no longer wanted to be in the food service restaurant business. So I decided that I wanted to serve veterans uh, full-time. That July, I went to 100%. Um, And, you know, the rest has really been history. And what I do every single day is wake up and help and serve other veterans and get them and share my story. Uh, It is so easy to quit and give up. Uh, but If you know deep down in your heart that this is what you rightfully, legally and ethically deserve, then you should keep fighting for it. They just mess up. Um, I Like I said, when I say I suffer from migraines, we're talking about every single day, driving myself to the ER, going to Balboa Naval Hospital, not being able to work, pulling down lights in my office, getting accommodations to wear sunglasses in my uniform, in and outside of buildings, uh, you, know, you name it, it happened. And then I, was, I kept suffering after I separated from service. Uh, the first time they denied me, the second time, even though I met the criteria for 50% and beyond... Uh, they gave me zero percent. So I had to fight for it after that and said, no, I do not agree. Here's my uh my how often or the chronicity of my migraines. Shout out to the Migraine Buddy app. I used to use a composition notebook to write down when I was suffering. Uh, but I stepped into uh, the new millennium and. And, and use the app. So, Migraine Buddy was a great tool that I used uh, to account for all of my migraines. Uh, and then, when I submitted that documentation to the VA, uh, I had a CMP call. They called my phone, actually. I didn't even go into the office. They asked me three questions How often? How long am I missing time from work? And am I missing family time? Uh, so, when that took place, uh, I went from 0% uh, service connected to uh, 50% for my migraine.
0: That's awesome. T so, man. Thank you for for sharing that story. And again, for any veteran right now who's who just heard Terrell, you're hearing me right now. There's uh, Colin Powell has a fantastic quote out there. He's a former four star general, uh, served in some real high positions within government, and and the quote is something along the lines of, you know, I've I finally figured out the secret to success, right? It's it's hard work, it's preparation, and it's perseverance through adversity, right? Mm-hmm. And when I think about your VA disability and your veteran benefits journey, Terrell, that quote is the first thing that pops in my brain, right? Is success is a combination of, of hard work, right? And perseverance through adversity and hard work, man. And and you just, you embody our core values. And, you know, I can't think of a better human being to be able to share a personal journey as a fellow disabled veteran, who's been through the ringer, right? I mean, dude, you've been in the trenches taking grenades for years and you never quit. Okay. And, and I want to ask, I want to ask you a question for anybody out there right now who is stuck. You're, you're frustrated, you're done with the VA, you're underrated. And, you know, maybe you just wandered in here today thinking, you know, this is going to be a waste of my time, but you know, whatever, I, I got nothing better to do. Is there one thing Terrell that you would share that you felt was the most important part of that journey, which took years for you. Yes. Is there one, What? what's the lesson here? Is there something you'd like to tell folks um, about your journey,
1: right? A- absolutely. I, I think my first mistake was not having credible medical evidence. Um, I needed the medical evidence to put my rock solid claim together. Uh, that is what I was lacking. Um, I didn't. Uh, and the second thing I would say is my personal statement. You got to be able to tell your story. Um, I always taught the veterans, and I say, hey, write it down. Write your story down because they will get on the phone and they will tell you exactly what they're feeling. I say that's exactly what I want you to write down. So medical evidence and your personal story about how your disabilities directly affect your everyday life right at your worst how do you feel right so they're gonna look at your life in a very small window as you're going through this process so writing down and conveying that message properly uh would be key and when i say conveying the message properly i mean tell your story don't try to go in there and sound like a doctor don't try to go in there and start using all the fancy va terms Tell your story because it's the most important thing. It's the most impactful. As I've been going through this journey, telling my story, it has been the most impactful thing. So if my story can help a fellow veteran, my job's done. Right. <laughs> it's it works. It's awesome. Thank you
0: for sharing that. Yes. sir. Yeah. Um, so fellow insiders and right, fellow veterans dialing in wherever you're at around the world. Uh, we haven't forgotten about you. So jump in. Right now, we're live on Facebook. If you go into the chat, uh, please give out a, sh- a shout-out here. Tell us your name. Uh, tell us where you're from. Tell us your, your branch of service, your years of service. We're going to flash you on the screen here. It's already started. Hey, Greg, what's going on, brother? Hey, Willie. This, I love doing this part because, hey, George, hoorah! At USMC, what's up, David? Yeah. We, the reason we do this, to recognize you and welcome you, is because it's a part of your identity. Mm -hmm. It's a part of who you are as a human being. And it's a part of us that kind of gets lost or taken from us when we transition out of active duty. Okay, hey Rusty, what's up brother, U.S. Navy. And um, again, the reason we do this is we want to give you some of that identity back. We want to recognize you for your service and thank you as fellow disabled veterans and not the not the tongue-in-cheek thank you right that you get from these civilians who don't get it but the real thanks okay from fellow disabled veterans who served maybe even we served with you mm-hmm. right that's that's what's been cool is occasionally i've seen some that flash across the screen they're like hey brian we were deployed together in afghanistan you know, good to see you again. Hey, Brian, we were stationed together, you know, in Luke Air Force Base in Arizona. Um, soldier for life, I love that, Joseph. Hey, Amanda, Army. St- oh, still active duty or Guard or Reserve? Thank you. Um, hey, B. Rad, what's up, man? Hey, I want to say something real quick. Uh, we got you back, man. No matter what, B. Rad is incredible human being, Brian Radel. So thank you for being here, man. Hey, John. US Navy. Man, you that's a lot of service, sir. That's a 30, lot of service. 76 to 2002. Man, I graduated high school in 2002. <laughs> 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 now people are in the background right now Terrell going, okay, so he must have right. been like 18 in 2002, it's 2020. You do the math, I'm 37. Right. 30, <laughs> 37 years old. Hey Rodney. Go
1: now, Navy. Navy. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you for your service. Hey, Cassandra. Army, 95 to 2004. Had my CNP exam September 14th. Good. Yeah, it should should be coming Any soon. Any
1: day now, Cassandra. Yeah. Any day. Watch it.
0: Hey, John. Hey, Kenny. USMC. And love our Marines. Once a Marine, always a Marine. I was on a call the other day and somebody said, uh, oh, so, so you used to be a Marine. And I, I jumped in pretty fast. I said, no, 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 no. No, he's a Marine. You didn't, you didn't used to be a Marine, right? You're a Marine.
1: Um,
0: And by the way, that goes for the other branch of service. Okay. You didn't used to be air force. You didn't used to be Navy. You didn't used to be Marine Corps. Right. You didn't used to be coast guard. You didn't used to be space force. (laughs) Maybe, 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 maybe maybe. (laughs) we have any space force veterans yet. Hey, Rob, um, But the point is, it's a part of who you are. It's a foundational moment in your life when you choose to serve for so many reasons. But I think one of them is, it's usually how we grow up. Mm -hmm. It's what we learn. I mean, T, and I'm sure you had a similar experience. I mean, I entered boot camp as a a young, you know, 18, 19-year-old punk who, you know, just wanted to play pro hockey and it really shaped me into the man and person that I've, that I am today, right? For, for, for good and bad, right? Because, because sometimes there's some bad
1: in there too, all right? And that's okay. And so when we talk about myself in the Navy, my parents had to sign for me. Right, I was 17. I got to my first command. So, I mean, I was young, young. I got to my first command and couldn't buy a vehicle because I wasn't old enough to get into a contract legally. (laughs) Right. So, I, I mean, boot camp, a school, got to my first command and couldn't drive a car legally or purchase a vehicle legally for about a month. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to the people who did the wrong thing and gave me the car anyway (laughs) and told me to come back inside it in December. (laughs) But yeah, so I I literally grew up in the Navy. Um, And, you know, it's I'm damn proud to say that it was an honor serving every single day of my 14 years. And somebody would ask me today if I would do it all over again. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Wouldn't change anything about it.
0: Me too, man. I, I still bleed blue. Um, And one of the experiences that, you know, I'll I'll never forget is being deployed in Afghanistan Mm -hmm. and working as a part of NATO uh, multinational support and services with, I mean, there were the Canadians were there, uh, the Ukrainians were there. I mean, there were all different branches of the military that we were embedded with. And that was really my experience, Terrell, with what I would call the total force, I mean, even just within our small unit, we had Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, all ranks, all shapes, sizes. We had men, women, all different genders, um, you know, all different ethnicities and backgrounds. And that was really, I think, for me, a culminating transformative experience where all of the training and the preparation came full circle right? And, and we lived it every single day. And so you know, I absolutely look back on, on that as a very proud moment uh, and a very hard moment. Um, it, it changed me in a lot of ways um, and has affected my life now every single day. Um, and it's not all good, right? And so this, what we get to do now every day, serving fellow disabled veterans I mean this this is what keeps me going. Right? Um getting to be around fellow disabled veterans every single day. And sometimes, I mean Terrell, right? Like he'll just shoot me a note sometimes when he knows maybe I'm a little off and and just say like, "Hey man, just checking in to see how you're doing," you know, mental health check. Yeah. Right? That's that is absolutely what we need in the veteran community. Mm -hmm. It's about community. We lose our identity when we leave service. And all of a sudden we're out there with all these civilians who don't get us. Mm -hmm. Right. And all of a sudden we start to feel like, "Wait, wait a minute. Like I'm different. I don't belong here. And typically that starts, unfortunately for many of us, um, this this downward spiral mm-hmm. that can happen, and so many di- bouncing around from jobs, divorces, estrangement from children, drug and alcohol abuse, sexual issues, gambling addictions. It's I mean you name it, uh, you name it. And in Terrell, one of the things we've talked about before is <laughs> a lot of times when when I chat with fellow vets. Right. We've we've got we've got two speeds, two speeds. Right. You're either all in or you're all out. out. Yeah. Right. Two speeds, right. right? Yeah. We go hard. We, we, we work hard. We party harder. Right. And it's celebrated in the culture. Right, It's like a rite of passage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for me, when I came out of active duty, I never t- turned it off the the switch was still on but now i'm dealing with all these other things and it just exacerbated the issues with right. drugs with alcohol with gambling right and you know drugs drug abuse pre- prescription drug abuse and i mean look i'm i'm being vulnerable with you all today because i think it's important that you know we're just like you. We're not, we're not perfect. Okay. Yeah. And I'm never going to be up here preaching. I'm going to be up here telling you truth and, and it might be ugly and it might be uncomfortable. Okay. Um, and that's exactly why we're going to talk about it. Right. It's yeah. exactly sure. why we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And, and so look, for anybody hearing our voices right now, it doesn't matter how stuck you are. It doesn't matter how ugly your life is right now because we've been there. Okay. And we might even still be fighting through some of those things. Absolutely. What matters is that at some point in your life, okay, you make a connection between right here and right here Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say to yourself, I'm not okay, I'm gonna make a change, I'm gonna do something about it, okay? I'm gonna take action. That's that's the first half step, is admitting you're not okay, admitting that you need help, acknowledging there's a problem, There's there's stuff that's holding you back or standing in your way, that if you were able to remove it would take the monkey off your back it would get the elephant out of the room and it would launch you into a beautiful new life that's what we call life change okay that's why we do what we do okay it's from the heart out every single day okay and so again you fellow vets we're, we're still in september for, for one more day okay it's suicide awareness and suicide prevention month yep
1: you
0: you you're not alone
1: no nope. ever and honestly ever. it should be suicide prevention and suicide every single day Right. Uh, we're losing way too many veterans for things uh, that we shouldn't be losing them for. And I, I'm honored and proud to say that we are here to help with that. Right. So it, it just shouldn't be a month. Right. We 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 served every day that we were in service and that carries over every single day after service. Right. You know, I, and I, and I want to share something a little bit more personal with everybody as well. Uh, my brother knows that when I need him, I'll get on the plane and go see him. Right. Um, and I did that right last week, uh, honestly. And the conversation that you and I were able to have and I will spare everybody the details, but that conversation that you and I had that one evening uh, was super important to me because I felt like I got to know a lot about you and you got to know a lot about me. And we already knew a lot about each other, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, wow. Um, and that's the camaraderie that we crave. Uh I know, especially for us being in the Navy, um, and just being away from your family, your loved ones, so you quickly gravitate towards people who you may not be related to or you know barely even know. Um, it's tight quarters on on the aircraft carrier, and that's the biggest ship in the navy. Uh, but yeah. still. <laughs> right. You you get to know people and you understand them and you walk in a, a day in their shoes and you just start learning things and you quickly become family. Right. Lifelong relationship with people that you just met maybe a few months ago. Um, so, uh, you know, shout out to all those friends and, and they become family members uh, almost instantly after just working together day to day in the real thick, in the real battle. Um, social media has made it so much easier for us to connect those pieces. But I know uh, my old group on the George Washington, we we literally was just having a fun Facebook conversation about some things that happened 20 years ago. Right. 20 years ago, we are laughing about things that happened. It's, 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 it's now I'm dating myself. And like, Well, 20 years ago, <laughs> 20 years <laughs> two months, two
0: months. I'll be 40
1: in two months.
0: Terrell. Right? T- so. T- T- yeah. Like I, I'm chuckling that you just mentioned that because one of my best friends in the whole world, his name's Brian. Uh, we played hockey together at uh, at Air Force. We were classmates. We were roommates at times. He's just super good, dude. Was in was in my wedding. Um, <laughs> he just shot me a text message last night. I Hadn't heard from him for a long time. Yeah, and and it was one of those texts that started with, "Do you remember when?" Right, and it was like dot dot dot, and then again, I'll spare you the details. But he's like, I just told somebody that story, and and I was laughing, and it's man, like those. (laughs) That's what this is about. Yeah. Right, is sharing some of those special moments with each other, and and Terrell, I very much enjoyed that too, man. Getting to just go hang out one on one with you for you know three four hours and Mm -hmm. have dinner and just talk about life and and things that sometimes we deal with as men. Right, yeah. that that we struggle with, and so thank you again for for coming down here, over here. I guess it's over and down over from where. Down. Are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thank you for doing that. And uh, okay, so fellow vets, look, I, we we want to get into uh, kind of the the heart and the meat of what we're talking about today in the claims process. We're talking about the VA claim process. Okay, there's a there's eight steps. And I think that there is so much confusion around the eight-step VA claim process, and and I understand, right? It's it's scary if you are logging it. You know, you get your claim in, and and now you're like, okay, well, now what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. I, I logged into this account, and it says, you know, I'm in gathering of evidence. So, what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. Hey. How come I keep seeing all these notifications that that it, it kicked back and then request one closed and and request two not needed anymore and then it then it skipped ahead and then it went back and, and now I'm really freaking out,
1: and right? That so date that date changes. Oh, wait, that date change. <laughs>
0: what do they mean, April of twenty
1: twenty two?
0: I think we got to take that out of there. Right? I, I'm okay with maybe letting somebody know generally where they are. But if you want to lower the pressure and noise on fellow disabled veterans, stop showing them the by day of the skip forwards, backwards. How come I need a 2nd CNP exam? You know, why are they asking me for this now? I already submitted it. Um, I, personally, I think that stuff's got to go. But but we've got some good news for you today. Okay, so uh, we're going to walk through. I'm just going to share a couple things, and and I'm going to a screen to share some of this about the VA claim process, okay? And the first thing I'm going to share is that if you believe you're suffering from a disability condition that's limiting or affecting your life, and you believe that it is somehow tied to your service or another service-connected disability, okay? or if you're just underrated, you're hearing my voice, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna file a claim. Here's the first thing you need to do, okay? Again, write this down. If you get nothing else out of this today, get this. When we're done here today, go to va.gov, sign in, scroll down to where it says, file a claim for disability compensation, okay? And start, the claim now you don't have to finish it but start it in about one or two clicks in it's going to alert you that you know hey are you sure you want to open up a claim okay because here's what that means you're opening what's called a notice of intent to file okay that notice of intent to file is just you giving the VA a heads up that you're about to file a claim, okay? And what that does is it starts the clock and you now have 12 months from when you start that notice of intent to file and begin building your claim and this is what I wanna file for and these are what I think I'm doing increases for and here's the evidence I'm gonna add you then have 12 months to actually press submit. Okay. Now the reason why that's pivotal is because it affects your effective dates for those disability conditions and disability compensation. And it also determines the amount of back pay you're gonna get once the claim is finally decided. Okay, so let me give you an example. Let's say that you opened up a notice of intent to file on va.gov today, okay? And it takes you two or three months from today to get all your evidence together and supporting statements and buddy letters and I need to go get more medical evidence for this and I need to get a test for this. And then you finally get all that stuff uploaded, okay? To that same claim in va.gov and then you click submit, okay? Well, it's probably going to take 2 to 3 months or longer for that claim to actually be adjudicated. Okay, for that claim to be decided. What happens though is let's say you open that notice of intent to file today. In 6 months from now, they come back and say, you know, hey hey Jimmy, you were at 30%, you're now at 70%. Okay, that's a different that's a significant compensation difference from 30% to 70%. So what will happen then is you're going to get paid at the 70% rating back to the date that you've noticed, I'm sorry, the date that you opened the notice of intent to file. So you're going to get a claim check for the difference between the 30% rating and the 70% rating times six months, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lump sum check that says here you go, here's the seven or $8,000 that we owe you because it goes back to the notice of intent to file date. Okay, yeah. hugely, hugely, hugely important and misunderstood. Um, and if you have questions, by the way, we're gonna take some of those at the end, okay? Can
1: I give my pro tip on that as well? Yeah. For uh, sure. everybody to just listen to Brian's voice and you need to do an intent to file, do it today. The VA works on a month to month basis, right? So no matter if it's September the 1st or September the 30th, your earliest effective date will be October 1. So Let's move it forward today. No matter if you do it October 1st or October 31st, your earliest effective date will be November the 1st. So today is a very crucial day it if is you need to do day. an intent to file, right? Different conversation if we were September the 15th or September the 20th. So if you don't have an active intent to file, when you get off of this live, go into va.gov, go ahead and register two clicks in he's not lying. You literally ask you questions, are you in service? Are you doing a condition that's gotten worse or filing for a new condition? Click continue. And then your intent to file is right there as it'll generate. The wheel will spin. It'll check the dates. Intent to file, done. So today is the day if you don't have an effective uh, intent to file. Do it today. As soon as you me. get up live.
0: Yep. I love it, T. You. Thank you. For- for adding that piece. So um, the last thing that I wanna add before I turn it back over to Terrell is I always recommend, we always recommend that you try to do what's called a fully developed claim. Okay, Mm -hmm. there's two types of, of disability claims that you can file. There's something called the fully developed claim and there's something called the standard claim. Okay, now the fully developed claim means you're telling the VA and the rater, everything you need about my situation to evaluate whatever condition it is that you're filed for or the increase you filed for is already in this claim. I already uploaded it. I just want you to look at this stuff, okay? That's what that means. Now, the advantage of the fully developed claim is it moves a little bit faster but the biggest advantage is you maintain control, okay? Bottom line is this. I don't want the VA to have any control of my claim. I don't want to put to leave it to them to decide what they need to go get to make a rating decision. You want to be the one who owns that. Okay. So that's why I recommend the fully developed claim although the standard claim isn't bad either if you need more time or perhaps you've got a difficult situation where you know you're not sure where some evidence is or where the records are or I don't have this or I don't have that. They're supposed to implement and utilize something called the duty to assist. Okay, which means the VA is supposed to go get things on your behalf. Now I would I would <laughs> assert to you that um, they rarely do and I wouldn't leave it up to them, right They're very, very busy people uh, trying to make as many accurate and timely claim decisions as they can. So if you can do a fully developed claim, it's called the FDC program, do it and you should get a rating decision on average, okay? between 90 and 120 days after submission. Now as of as of July, August, September 2020, the average fully developed claim is taking about 90 to 95 days for a rating decision from start to finish. Okay. Yeah. Now, those are averages. All <laughs> right? Your your claim may take 3 days, your claim may take 18 months, okay, it really depends on how many conditions you're filing or adding, um, the complexities around those, the type of evidence you have when you do the claim, um, the availability of compensation and pension examiners in your area. Um, There's a number of factors, right? But the average fully developed claim typically takes between 90 and 120 days
1: from submission. Okay. I'm going to turn it back over to you, T. Cool. Um, so yeah, so we we really covered uh, step one, which is key. Uh, another pro tip in that, the VA will, stay, they still use mail, right? So what you see in VA.gov or eBenefits may not mirror the letter that you get into the mail. Um, and which, you know, it could be further along or further behind as well as you're going through the process So what you're seeing digitally on a computer is almost in real time. And then that letter comes in the mail, like two weeks later. Uh, And the scary part is sometimes when claims are completed in, 24 48 72 hours and then you get a letter to two weeks later in the mail that says, Hey, we're still working on the process and developing your claim. <laughs> right. So it's really screwy. <laughs> it's really screwy. He's like, wait, I've already gotten paid, which has happened to a lot of veterans. Um, I know step two, which is the review phase, uh, it kind of happens almost in the instant, uh, where it, um, you know some veterans don't even see it in the initial review phase because the initial review happens pretty quick um and they get you to what i call stage three is one of the the the, what i would call the highlight or the gold phase or the the super key uh phase of the entire process which is gathering evidence uh in the gathering in the gathering evidence phase that is normally the phase where um the CMP exam happens. Uh, It is the the most pivotal uh, one of them all. Um, It's where they review your evidence, the RVSR uh, can kind of move forward or make a decision um, and it can kind of bounce and go back and forth between that. This is the phase where you see those requests uh, to close, uh, um, you know, uh, decision one or a request to close, uh, information where they're just gathering more information so like what, what do you mean they closed the request so I, I let veterans know that that closed request is them saying hey we've requested the cmp exam and that request is closed uh that is the uh how that's read and a lot of those things are really back in for the VA, Uh, you can just see it on the front end. So when you see multiple things happening, that's multiple people asking questions about your case specifically. Uh, So a lot can happen in the gathering evidence phase, Uh, gathering information from your healthcare providers, uh, gathering information from other government agencies, reviewing your medical records in service and out of service um, happens in that gathering evidence phase.
0: Awesome. Thank you, T. Hey, one yeah. thing I'm I'm going to add there, uh, foot stomp moment, right? In the gathering of evidence mm-hmm. phase specifically. That's typically the longest part of the process and it's the scariest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe maybe right up until it's pending. Been- <laughs> right. <laughs> but what could happen as Terrell alluded to is you're going to see all these things happen if you're checking your e-benefits and ba.gov account like request one open request one close request two you know need this those are the BBA internal things that's not for you again this would be my recommendation to the secretary is stop showing veterans that because it freaks us the f out okay those requests though they're not for you so you can just relax, take a breath, and be thankful that somebody's looking into your claim and, and the process is moving. Okay. Um, the other thing I would add here, which is I think super important to you, is make sure that your contact information is accurate. Okay. Mm-hmm. That means your profile that you have set up in eBenefits in va.gov. Make sure that your home address is correct. That's mm. where you live. Make sure your name, your phone number, your email, make sure those are solid because it's very possible that you click submit on your claim. You may get a phone call from a strange number in a couple of days asking you, you know, hey, this is, QTC Medical Services. This is LHI. This is Veterans Evaluation Services. We've been contacted to schedule you for a compensation and pension exam. Okay. Now they're going to send you a packet in the mail too. You're going to get a physical packet Mm -hmm. with all the deets about your your C&P exam. Um, But you need to be on the lookout for phone calls. Make sure you check messages Guess what, if your contact info ain't up to date, you ain't gonna get the message. And I'll tell you, if you miss your compensation and pension exam, okay, it's a recipe for disaster. I've heard folks say, you know, Brian, if you have enough evidence, you can decline the CNP exam and just tell the rater to make the decision on the evidence. <laughs> that, that one forced pause for me, okay? Yeah. Again, I'm not a lawyer, okay? I'm not a VSO, I'm not an agent, I'm not accredited. But but I'm going to share a truth bomb with you, okay? In our experience, if you get scheduled for a compensation and pension exam, you better be there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say that again. (laughs) If you get scheduled for a compensation and pension exam, your ass better show up, okay? That's that's just my, our advice and opinion.
1: All right, T, back to you. Buddy. Right on. Um So after the gathering of the evidence stage, like we alluded to, it could be the longest stage of the entire process. Uh, any information, that, uh, the, the information goes back to your rater from the CMP examiner is all digital. Uh, so they're actually in the process of reviewing over that evidence, uh, throughout that process. Uh, another tip about the CMP exam. Uh, when we say it's the single most important day of the entire process, we also mean that as well. Uh, your rater is not a doctor in most cases. They're a government employee who works <laughs> VA claims. Uh, so that's why they're sending it out to gather medical evidence, AKA the compensation and pension exam. Uh, the rater copy and pastes what the CMP examiner says in states. Yep. And that's how the decision is made. When they send it out for an opinion, that's what comes back. This is their medical opinion about your condition or your case specifically. And that's what the, uh, that happens in the review of evidence phase. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your VSR, uh, get, like I said, the one the person's been assigned to your claim, um, and this can happen pretty quickly or pretty slow. Uh, so after you see say, this is a, the next stage of anxiety throughout this eight step process, where you're kind of like, okay, they're reviewing the evidence. Um, I've seen it take, like I said, a few hours or multiple weeks as they're going through this. Uh, remember, your raiders are human beings, right? This is not a digital process uh, for them. This is manually done by a, a human being who's dealing with uh, you know, COVID themselves. Uh, we have a lot of VSRs that we're in contact with. I have a good friend that's a VSR, and she's been working at home helping veterans since February um, this year. Uh, so they're doing all these things manually from their home. Uh, then it gets into the prep for decision phase. That's where they gather all the documentation together, gather all the information and start making the package to submit to the RVSR, right? So the senior A person is going to review the claim, check it for accuracy, check it for any issues. Uh, If there's something that doesn't look right, they can send it back to the phase. And this is sometimes where you can say, oh, man, I was in prep for decision, and I went back to review evidence. And they went back to gathering evidence because something may not make sense or providing clarity. You provide medical evidence that says, hey, this happened to me here, here, and here. Here are my medical records. And you get to a CMP examiner who may overlook some of that medical documentation. And that RVSR is supposed to be there to match the Those things together like well wait if he's been in the emergency room seven times for a migraine in the past 30 days this doesn't constitute it being a zero percent rating or a ten percent rating right he literally submitted all his uh fmla paperwork where he's missed time from work and is on a performance and and improvement plan because he's missing time for work and he's as an accommodation for the migraines and things like that This falls under the criteria for 50%. That doesn't make sense. So they kick it back and sometimes they ask for clarity, which is another one of those requests that shows up um, in the system. So, in that prep for decision uh, phase, all of those things are happening. then you get down to the uh, pen, uh, pending decision approval, uh, which basically is the stamp of approval saying, hey, let's route this up and let's compensate this veteran for a condition that they're rightfully, legally, ethically uh, warrant to receive to uh, happen. Um, this is also, again, can take another seven to 14 uh, business days as well. Uh, then it gets to my favorite, uh, prep for notification, which is step seven in the process. So so the prep for notification stage, (laughs) that date gets really tricky, right? So that date and that time frame and the decision, uh, normally says somewhere in the seven to 10 business day stage, but I always let veterans know the pro tip. Um, that's literally someone just sitting there and saying, Hey, this is approved or uh, this is disapproved. Let's put a stamp on it. Uh, And by stamp, I mean, let's get your letter out and put a physical stamp on it and send it to you. Uh, But once that is processed, uh, the decision notification is sent. Uh, This decision notification, step eight, is instant, right? Um, If you're going through the process and you see it, if there's any change, this happens immediately after this stage. Um, Go ahead. Yes, sir. Absolutely.
0: One one piece here that's important, okay? When it says... Decision notification sent. Okay. And and you might even see inside of va.gov that the claim is closed. Mm -hmm. Decision letter sent. Okay. If you go log into Mm eBenefits and then you click along that left hand side, there's a a row called disabilities. Mm -hmm. Okay. So log into your eBenefits account, go on the left hand side, find the tab that says disabilities, click it okay go look at what conditions are rated whether they're service connected or not what the percentages are and what the effective dates are okay that is going to show up almost instantly okay so if you don't want to wait 7 to 10 days to get your letter in the mail that explains their full letter that's the easiest way to go see if if you got a good outcome or not. Okay. Um, Terrell is there any are there any tips on VA.gov that you would want to share with folks? I'm I'm not aware that it has that full disabilities tab, does
1: it? It does. And one of my coaches just created a video on our YouTube page, but I have yet to go in there and take a look. But there is, okay. and I will um, definitely put that information out uh to the community. Uh, but you can definitely see it on VA.gov. Oh, cool. Okay, yes. so
0: great news. We're gonna get that resource together, and we're gonna share it. Okay, mm-hmm. on our on our page here, um, and we'll talk about that maybe next time.
1: Yeah, and huh? you have to hunt it down. So it's not like, hey, here's my disability. You have to hunt it Watch down. It's, it's, it's a, it's a random, it it random place.
0: Yeah. We're gonna make it easy, right? I said this the last time, Terrell. You, you yeah, I, I want you to just answer this for everybody, so everybody knows I'm not bsing. When was the last time you got a phone call and you were like, you know, hello, this is Chef Rell, right? And they're like, hey, you know, this is this is Mindy from the Veterans Benefits Administration. I just wanted to let you know, I've combed through your records and I've figured out that you're actually eligible. You've got a left knee condition, you've got a back problem, you've got headaches. And even though you're service-connected for two of these three things, you don't have the rating you should have. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and walk this journey with you. I think you should file for those increases um, because you deserve those, Terrell, for your your honorable service, right? You've earned those. Um, and, And I'm just here looking out for you, you know, just to make sure that you get what you deserve. Terrell, tell the good peeps out there, how many phone calls have you received?
1: Not one. Zero. <laughs> no, never. Zero. Never. Yeah. never.
0: You ain't going to get one. Okay. Nope. Look, that is why we exist. Because there ain't nobody looking out for fellow disabled veterans in this confusing, frustrating, bureaucratic disaster that is the VA claim process. And it causes So much stress, anxiety, confusion, and frustration, okay? And not enough folks are out there helping, which is part of why we exist. We want to be the solution, okay? That's why we do these lives. We want to be the solution. We're pulling the curtain back. Peel the onion back, right? We want to help. Help you get inside the process. There's a reason we call ourselves VA claims insider, right? There's a reason I didn't call us VA claims outsider, right? We we peel it back so that it makes sense. And we turn something that is just a disaster that nobody gets and we make it simple. That's it. We've made the VA claim process simple, easy, and we walk the journey with you. Okay, now, does that mean we're gonna guarantee a favorable outcome? No, we're not the VA, right? If anybody out there, I don't care who you are, nobody can make a guarantee that your disability compensation claim for benefits is gonna be successful. They can't. If they tell you that, they're lying to you. And the reason that they can't is because they don't make the decision, okay? And there's factors that are outside of any expert's control. The CNP examiner's opinion, okay? The day that the VA Raider's having, <laughs> right? The, yeah. the regional office and desk that it shows
1: up on. They checked the wrong box. They, they made that, a mistake. That literally yeah. happens. They checked the wrong box. I've
0: actually, box. actually seen,
1: Ter- Terrell, I've
0: actually seen a veteran get sent a rating decision letter that was for a different veteran. So, so they're looking at the rainy decision letter and they're like, "What the heck? I didn't file a claim for hypertension. Why was that denied? I wasn't. I wasn't exposed to Agent Orange. I'm not a Vietnam veteran.
1: I'm 22. <laughs> right. uh, like, look, we
0: started this discussion today to say this is a human process with human error. Okay, mm-hmm. sometimes they get it wrong. They make mistakes. Okay." The biggest thing is that you never quit. That's been the theme today, team. Yeah. What I'm walking away with, he opened his story today and this was not planned by the way, Terrell, was this planned? Not at all. No, this was not planned, but what we're walking away with today, perseverance through adversity, because this is never going to ring with somebody who says, Hey, uh, I, I looked over your file and I think you're eligible for this and I think qualified qualify for this and I think you're underrated for this and I think you should be rated at this and I think this is what you need to do and here's who you need to call. If you're waiting for that call, you're going to be waiting for a long time because it ain't ever coming. Okay? The VA disability claims process requires action. Okay? You have to take action action. All right. And so, you know, one of the things, T, we, we talk about a lot. You served, yeah. you deserve, right? You served, you deserve. Stop telling yourself you don't deserve it. You, you do deserve it. Okay. So we're giving you permission to log in today, September 30th, get that effective date Open a notice of intent to file if you believe that you're underrated or or maybe you've never done this before at all and you're just confused, right? That's your first step is is to take action, log into your account, start a claim which is gonna open that notice of intent to file, okay? All right, T, let's wrap up and then we'll open it up for some questions.
1: Yeah, uh, we got through step eight. Um, So that's the eight step VA claim process. Uh, If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us here at VA Claims Insider. Uh, We always have people ready, willing to serve. Please reach out to the community. Um, Your question will get answered almost instantly. The community is open 24-7-365. Someone is always there willing to help. Um, that's the best thing about what we do and, and how we serve. Uh, so many veterans are willing to step in and jump in and help, right? I am here today because I saw mm-hmm. the, the need to come in, step in, and jump in and help. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I told my friends and my family, I said, man, there's no way Brian is able to take on all these things. You just see hundreds of people joining the community every day. Uh, so a lot of us took it on ourselves to step in and jump in and help uh, and serve veterans every single day. Um, like, again, like I said, it, it's what I feel like my life's purpose is uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, I, it used to be feeding people through amazing meals and food, but now I feel like I can do that on the side and and do this full time and, and honor my country uh, after service by helping those that served.
0: Thank you, T. And uh, on the food side, Terrell uh, was giving me tips on my brisket. Man, I needed I needed my brisket wrap to be a little juicier, and so he yeah. shared some tips on that. So Sherry says, "When denied, how much time do you have to appeal?" You want to address that one, team?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. Um You can always appeal, right? There's a step. The the Appeals Modernization Act of 2017 was actually enacted February of 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's three levels to that. You can uh, do a higher level review uh, where you uh, basically appeal to the higher board and you have a a DRO, a decision review officer, look over the documentation because there just could have been an error. When I got my sleep apnea finally service connected, there was literally just an error in there of a date. Uh, they thought I said 2017 and I said 2012. So that was the difference between me uh, not being service connected and then ultimately being service connected. Uh, then you have a supplemental review. Um, as long as you have new and material material, credible medical evidence, you can submit a supplemental review for a denial um, anytime, right? Um, constantly. So you cannot file a new claim any longer. Anything that was previously denied has to go supplemental review. um then ultimately you can appeal to the Board of uh, Veterans Appeals uh, and and take it to the courts based on your decision and your medical evidence. Um, so, you know, keep going.
0: I right? got to show one one hack here.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs>
0: This is again. This comes back to the misinformation, okay, and the fact that those folks who are supposed to know don't freaking know, okay. We had a veteran ask, you know, just reached out, not not a client, just said, hey, um, you know, my my VSO told me that I can't do a higher level review because no mistake was made. It's like, okay, there's just so much wrong with that. I don't even know what to say, okay? Mm-hmm. You can always challenge a decision. That's your right. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you don't agree with it, you can file a higher level review. If you don't like the outcome of the higher level review and you realize, you know what? I think I need new and relevant evidence that wasn't previously considered. I'm going to add a buddy letter. I'm going to add a nexus letter. I'm going to go back to the VA because I got to get my migraines looked at. You can do that. You can always go HLR. Mm -hmm. You can always go supplemental. Mm -hmm. And if all else fails, you can appeal to the board. Okay, It's never over unless you quit. All right, T.
1: Yeah, cool. Uh, So uh, two questions. If a claim is filed five times... Uh, and it's still showing pending a gathering state. Is it okay to upload more evidence to the claim since it's still pending and open? Would that cause delay or an issue, uh, with this claim? Um, let me answer that first. I, I would say yes, absolutely. Add more evidence if you have it. Uh, and I, I, I need to know, have you been to a CMP exam for this condition, uh, prior to that, um, but yes, it. It may cause a delay and, and I think we touched on it earlier from fully developed claim to standard claim. There's only two types, right? Uh, yeah. And the difference between those two averages between six and 10 days, right? So it's not that the standard claim is is way out there, right? So fully developed is nine days and standard claim is two and a half years. Uh, the difference between the two is about 10 days. Um, and if the claim is filed and it's showing pending gas, is it okay? to select the intent to file for another claim while you're waiting on the first claim. Will that cause a delay? Um, so the system is a little tricky on the intent to file. Uh, you can't preemptively strike uh, on the VA. Uh, normally it closes out. Uh, I've seen uh, stranger things happen, but after, the, after your claim is adjudicated on, you kind of got to start over from the next thing because you can legally only have one claim open.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me share, hey, yeah. Good. One, one quick note on this. And and I actually just went through this personally, yep. like in the last two weeks. So, so I'll share a couple things here. So um, bottom line is this, legally you can have one claim open at a time. Mm-hmm. Legally, if certain parts of a disability claim from the past are under appeal, you can't do anything with those conditions new because they're already under appeal, mm-hmm. okay? But there's this misconception that you can't start a new claim, which is total crap. You can absolutely start a new claim and you can add conditions or file for increases for anything that's not under appeal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect it. Now, I'll share a little expert tip here. I've actually had this happen twice where I had a notice of intent to file open, I started evidence, I got the claim submitted, I continued to add things throughout, and in the discovery of that claim, realized I actually had another condition that I didn't realize I had, right? Well, I couldn't add it to that current claim. Well, what happened is I was only about 30 or 40 days into the process on the first claim. So what I did is I opened up another claim, started a new notice of intent to file. What happens is the VA will merge the two claims into one. Okay, it's they're gonna merge the newest one back to the one you already have open. In my experience, if the disability conditions aren't insane, meaning you don't have 37 things you're filing for, okay? It's not going to affect your timelines that much.
1: Okay?
0: Again, this, this is I'm sharing real world experience.. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it, let's just say that you've got this one new claim that's been open for you know 35 or 45 days and it's still in the gathering of evidence. Um, maybe you've done a CNP exam, maybe not. It's a judgment call on your behalf if you want to just let that first claim close before you open a new one cuz remember you can't have two open at one time but if you haven't had cnp exams yet or you know you think it's just kind of been sitting there for 30 days with no real action mm-hmm. if you've got other conditions that you realize oh crap i have a secondary condition or i need more medical evidence for this and now i have it open up another notice of intent to file add the condition, add your evidence, get it submitted, the VA will merge it back to the first claim and they're gonna close your second one, okay? I I hope I didn't confuse anyone on that. What I want you to take away is you can only have one claim open at one time. If You open two, if you open three, if you open five, and add new conditions, they're going to merge it back to the first one. Will it possibly delay it a little bit? Yes. Is it worth the risk?
1: Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. It's really up to you to decide. Okay. And what I would definitely hand it on a case-by-case basis and, and case please reach case. out to your coach uh, so you can get the best uh, available advice. 100%. All right, Facebook question. When waiting for an HLR, should we call the VA for an update if we've been waiting uh, months? Uh, what do what do I do if VES has been taking nearly ten months to schedule a CMP exam uh, for my physical issues? Oh. Uh, part one of your question, Facebook user, I would definitely say call the 1-800-827-1000 number, try to yeah. trigger some action. Start <laughs> hell, baby! Yeah, 1-800-827-1000 and ask them what's going on. Um, so uh, part two to the question, uh, it's been nearly 10 months. So the VA, the well V-E-S, L-H-I, QTC, all, Shut down operations for the most part of the year due to the COVID virus, the pandemic. Um, and we got a notification, I want to say it was last week, that all locations are open now uh, for in person CMP exams. So that's the reason for the delay. The, the, the delay was the pandemic. Before the pandemic, the VA was rolling and clicking on uh, what they would call all cylinders, right? So it was a letter from people who've seen the things that happened in the past to what they see today um so the reason for the delay was that uh, it was location specific uh based on your own state requirements due to the pandemic and then they were still trying to figure it out we had some veterans who had an in-person schedule but then they got delayed because of a pregnancy uh and the the third party vendor VES decided that they couldn't see uh, a vet currently pregnant based on some of the restrictions due to the pandemic. Um, So uh, with that being said, there's a 10 month backlog (laughs) from everything that's happened due to the pandemic and they're processing those as fast as they can. And that was the information that came out uh, from the VA specifically last week. Um, So I would definitely reach out uh, to VES as well and kind of see where they are in the process and kind of force their hand with getting you uh, seen and treated or um, in for that compensation and pension exam.
0: You ever heard the term, the squeaky wheel gets the grease or something along those lines here? Let me me just share a a hot tip here. If something's not happening on your claim or it's been paused and you're frustrated and you don't feel like stuff is moving along, there's a funny thing that happens when you start calling. Okay? one 800 827-1000, Eight two seven one thousand. I got it memorized. All right, I'm gonna say it again. One eight hundred eight two seven one thousand. That's the VA's hotline. You call that number. You get eventually to a representative. Many times, it's a, a fellow disabled veteran who's probably stuck struggling through the process themselves, who works for the VA. Okay, and you can just ask him or her, hey you know, I'm a little bit concerned. It's been three months, it's been nine months, it's been 10 months, and I haven't even been rescheduled for my C&P exam. Mm-mm. I'm requesting that you put a note in my file that goes back to the regional office in my state to tell them to please prioritize this action, okay? Funny thing. Funny thing happens, right? All of a sudden, you become front of mind because a note got ricocheted off to the VA regional office in your state. It lands on somebody's desk and they go, oh crap, I forgot that that person's CMP exam was paused because of COVID. They're back. Let's reprioritize. Okay. So you can always do that for anybody listening. You can call 1 800 827 1000 speak to an agent, speak to a rep, be respectful, right? They're, they're fellow human beings, they're busy. They deal typically with angry veterans all day, every day. Just be respectful, right? Thank them for their help and service um, and just ask them if, if they might be willing to help, Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: do we wanna take one more here, T? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if the board of appeal denies the claim, is there anything else that can be done? Absolutely, you are never done. <laughs> never you ever start ever. Over! Done. <laughs> you start over. You start it over. If you have new, immaterial, me- credible medical evidence that has not previously been reviewed, get it submitted in. Start over. Take a crack at it. <laughs> People now, I, well, they're, well. They're, like, try a different path. Mm. Okay,
0: so maybe the issue is you tried to get direct service connection for migraines and they denied you and you fought it and then you fought it again and then you got to the board and they denied it again right they denied direct service connection they're following the law they're following legal precedent Mm -hmm. maybe you did it the wrong way maybe your migraines should actually be secondary to another service-connected condition in your body, okay? So you got to look at the details of why they denied you, okay? Tease that out, go do some research, and you're probably going to discover that absolutely there's more you can do. There's always another way, right? There's always another path. If you believe Legally, morally, ethically, medically, that you are entitled to benefits by law, never stop fighting. Ever. Okay? Which, again, we welcome you into our community. We don't let you quit. We don't let you quit. Terrell, Do we let you quit?
1: Never. We fight. Never. We fight.
0: All right. Fellow vets, thank you. Um, it's it's always a pleasure to to be able to do this stuff and um drop knowledge bombs. Terrell, always good, my man. Always. Great. Right, yeah, right. I'm looking forward to this weekend as well. Um again to to our team in the background, our teammates on chat, um, Eric, the marketing team in the background. Thank you. Thank uh, you so much. Together and, uh, we we couldn't do this without you. Okay. So thank you for letting us spread this knowledge. Uh, to fellow vets who who need it so badly. Um, as always you can shoot us a note uh, on our website via claimsinsider.com. There's an about us page, there's a contact us page, there's tons of free resources on our page, okay? And so look, even if you don't become a client, that's okay. Right? Maybe maybe it's just not a good time for you right now. Stay involved, okay? Be a part of the community, come to the videos, you know, these lives that we do, ask thoughtful questions, do your own research, get the free stuff at least. Right. And serve, right. Learn, serve, learn, serve. And maybe at some point you'll, you'll realize, man, I, I gotta, I gotta go all in. I'm too busy. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm tired of being denied. The anxiety is overwhelming. I I want to be paid. Paired with the experts. Okay. That's us. So we can help you get the VA rating you deserve by law. Okay. And we ain't going to let you quit no matter how many times you get denied. You heard Terrell's story at the beginning, years of fighting, multiple layers of claims. He finally got what he deserved. Okay. Um, again, Thank you all, fellow vets, and we will see you same bat time, same bat channel, 11 a.m. central, okay, next Wednesday. Excited to see you all again. Please be safe out there. Uh, Lots of stuff going on in our country. Uh, Be safe. Take care of yourselves and, and take care of your families and each other, okay?